Hey everyone, welcome to Jokestrap. This is Wes Hoffman and uh, you're listening to episode number 33. It is Monday, February 26, 2018. Thank you for coming along for this ride. Um, so, last week I did an episode and I said that uh, J.D. Martinez uh, signed with the Angels and then I went off on this whole thing about how he would look in the Angels lineup and I totally forgot that is not the team that he signed with. Um, <laughs> I didn't realize till after I was done recording the entire thing and my buddy Sean texted me and he's like, you said J.D. Martinez signed with the Angels. I was like, yeah, I know. And then I was like, wait, no, he signed with the Red Sox. Shit, that's what happened. Anyway, yep. So he signed with the Red Sox. He didn't sign with the Angels. So I guess I should make some comments about that now um, while I'm thinking about it. So J.D. Martinez signed with the Red Sox. All right, that's the correct thing to say. That's what I should have said last week, and I did not. Anyway, now that he, now that I can verify he signed with the Red Sox and not the Angels, um, what does that do for the Red Sox lineup? Um, I don't know. I guess, uh, where do you put J.D. Martinez? That's the question. Uh, where do you put him in that lineup? Uh, D.H., I guess. Um, the Red Sox have Andrew Benatani, they have Jackie Bradley Jr., and they have Mookie Betts in the outfield. Um, so it doesn't really leave a spot uh, for J.D. Martinez, unless maybe he's going to play some first base, possibly. Um, but that's the only other thing I could possibly see. Uh, but yeah, so it should help the Red Sox. Um, it's good for the Red Sox because it gives them a counter move um, with uh, the Yankees getting Giancarlo Stanton over the offseason. So it seems like whenever the Yankees or the Red Sox make a move, the other team has to make a move to like counteract because that's just how their rivalry works. And uh, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how JD does. Um, I'm expecting a lot of doubles uh, off that green monster. So, um, yeah. So, that is the correct uh, statement I should have made last week. Uh, JD Martinez signs with the Red Sox. So, my apologies for messing that up last week. But it's pretty hilarious if uh, you listened to just my podcast and didn't verify the information and then went around to all your friends and were like, hey, did you hear that J.D. Martinez signed with the Angels? Because that'd be pretty funny. Um, you're like, yeah, I listen to this podcast that no one else listens to. And <laughs> they're going to be like, what? Why the fuck are you listening to that? Anyway, it does say joke in the title of the podcast. So, who knows? Maybe all this shit I'm saying isn't real. Um, other signings. Uh, let's just stick with sports for right now since I've gotten into it. Um, other recent signings include the Tampa Bay Rays uh, signing Carlos Gomez in the offseason. Uh, this is a weird move because the Rays have been like selling everybody uh, this offseason. Uh, they had Evan Longoria get traded to Pittsburgh. Or P- Pittsburgh. What the fuck? No, they had Evan Longoria get traded to the Giants. Um, and, uh, the reason I said Pittsburgh is cause I'm confusing it with the, the recent, uh, acquisition that, uh, the Rays made in which they dealt, uh, Corey Dickerson to the Pirates. So, um, that's another guy the Rays have given away, but they have obtained, uh, Carlos Gomez. So, um, uh, I mean, I don't know. Dickerson is a pretty good power hitter. Gomez got a little more speed little more power. I guess it's a little bit of an upgrade there. You're basically basically exchanging those two. Uh, Gomez obviously plays center field. Uh, whereas Dickerson going to the Pirates, 
Um, that's more of a replacement for McCutcheon now. So it'll be McCutcheon, Starling Marte, or I'm sorry, not McCutcheon. It'll be Starling Marte, Gregory Polanco, and uh, Corey Dickerson in the outfield now for the Pirates. Um, so still still a decent outfield for the Pirates, but I don't really know the uh, rest of their team-wise how they're going to be doing. Um, the Twins, um, they got a deal with uh, Logan Morrison, or as Lomo as a lot of people like to call him. Um, uh, Minnesota had a good season last year, so in addition of Logan Morrison on a one-year deal um, is not a bad move for them. Um, he seems likely to get a bulk of the action at DH uh, since Joe Maurer is going to be the primary first baseman. So, um, yeah, uh, those are the, the most recent moves around the majors. Um, the Tigers did sign a pitcher in Francisco Liriano, well-traveled Francisco Liriano. Um, he did have a, a, res- a bit of a resurgence as the, as a member of the Pirates, uh, Liriano did. Uh, so who knows uh, really what to expect with him um, when he goes to the Tigers. Um, but yeah, so those are the, like I said, the key moves this offseason as baseball gears up, as spring training is underway, and the first regular season games will begin on March 29th. Um, so yeah, should be another great season. Uh, as long as they do, don't do all these like stupid rule changes that they're working on. Uh, um, uh, there's a rule now uh, where you can only have six mound visits per game. And apparently that includes uh, catchers visiting the mound as well. And um, so a catcher just going out and talking things over. Like if there's a mix-up on the pitch. Um, or if the shortstop like wants to you know, meet with the pitcher real quick after a play. That counts as a meeting too. So uh, there. So the rule is there's, there's only supposed to be six mound meetings per game. Uh, that, that seems pretty tough. Um, I don't see that happening. Apparently it's at the umpire's discretion, which you say stuff like that, that's going to open a whole new can of worms. It's If they're going to set rules, it's got to be one way or the other, in my opinion. Um, you can't just be, oh, it's at the umpire's discretion. Because any guy, anytime you got the word discretion and Angel Hernandez in the same job, um, that's not going to fly. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think that'll work. Um, so hopefully they test it out in the spring and realize, um, no, this is not a good idea. Um, the other not a good idea uh, that they're testing out is in extra inning games. Um that uh, the other team gets to start a runner automatically at second base uh, if it goes past. I think if it goes past the 10th inning, that's the rule, or that's the proposed rule, which I think is stupid. Um, (laughs) This this is just dumb. The game does not need to be changed that way. Um, If people don't already like baseball, shaving off like five minutes from a game is not going to make it any better like it's not gonna like it's not gonna be so absurdly quicker with these rule changes that they're proposing uh it's not gonna make a huge difference where it's gonna grab a whole bunch of fans and they're gonna be like oh games are five minutes shorter now i can watch a game no it's not gonna be like that so why are they even doing this i don't know 
I don't know. Rob Manfred's lost it a little bit. I was, I was, I felt promised. I mean, I felt it felt promising to have him on board as the new commissioner after a guy like Selig. But I don't know. Maybe something about that position just like goes to your head and you start to lose your shit. I don't get it. Uh, but yeah, hopefully Rob Manfred can start seeing the bigger picture of things and listen to players and uh, realize that those kind of changes are not necessary to the game of baseball. Um, baseball is different for a reason, and uh, we don't need to, like, speed it up. Um, I mean, a, the argument can be made that football games last just as long, if not longer, uh, with more breaks, with more stoppage of play, and all this, and uh, you don't hear anybody complaining about that, right? So, who knows? Um so yeah, that that's uh, that's the baseball world right now. Um, uh, touching a bit on college, I went to the San Jose State baseball game last week, Tuesday, uh, February nineteenth. Uh, it was cold; it was really cold, but I hung it out. Uh, <laughs> San Jose State versus Santa Clara. Santa Clara won the game four to one. Uh, San Jose State had a bit of a paperwork problem with. Uh, one of their guys, uh, a returning senior that missed last year due to an injury, uh, Brett Bautista, but uh, apparently that paperwork has now been worked out, um, so he's back playing again, so that's good for them. Uh, so far off to, in this early season, San Jose State is 4-4, four and four, uh, so that's not too shabby to start off the season. Um, and for a team that lost or had their coach resign four days uh, prior to the season, I mean, he, Prior to the season even starting, uh, it's actually a little bit more more remarkable in that regards. So um, good job to uh, San Jose State and the Spartans for pulling together pretty quick there. Um, let's go over to hockey now, uh, since we're just going to roll with the sports here. Uh, hockey, uh, we got the San Jose Sharks, and uh, they have been reeling a little bit as of late. Uh, they won a game... When did they last win? <laughs> it's been a while. Um, in their last ten, they're five, four, and one. Uh, but they've lost their last uh, lost their last two, I believe. And uh, yeah, so their record stands at thirty three, twenty one, and nine. Now they're still second place in their division. Uh, they're a point ahead of Anaheim, two points ahead of Calgary. Uh, they did make a trade today. Uh, they traded for Evander Kane. They traded away Danny O'Regan and uh, first round draft pick, possible first round draft pick from 2019, and a fourth round draft pick in 2020. Um, it is going to be a second round pick um, if Evander Kane re-signs with the Sharks for next year. But if Wait, no. If he re-signs, it'll be a first-round pick. If he doesn't re-sign, it's going to be a second-round pick. So that's what it means by a condi- conditional first-round pick. Um, so there's some Sharks fans. I've been kind of reading through things. Some Sharks fans are excited about the move. Shows the team is you know trying to do something for now. Um, there's other Sharks fans that are a little skeptical as uh, Evander Kane has a history of like attitude problems and stuff like that. Uh, but um, some people t- say his attitude was only bad because he was on a losing team. So now he'll be uh, on a team that wins and his attitude will change. And 
I don't know, I was trying to make arguments both ways. Uh, I think you just got to wait and see what happens. Um, let's find out. Hopefully, Kane's a good fit. Um, he's on my fantasy team, so I hope he does good. That's my personal opinion. Uh, so, yeah, that is uh, the hockey world right now. Um, and Paul Martin's back. Paul Martin got called back up by the Sharks. So that's cool. Um, he hasn't really played, but um, it's good to have him back up. Um, and, yeah, so that's the the sports information uh, for this episode. And uh, now we will go back and talk uh, some comedy. Uh, last week, um, I did an open mic at Lily Max in uh, Sunnyvale. Uh, it's hosted by Kathy Guest. I uh, hadn't been there in a while, so I decided to go check it out. Um, worked on a few new bits. Um, and uh, I, I guess they went over well. I, it was mostly uh, other comedians watching. Um, I, I, I was just trying to work some stuff some ideas out, um, and uh, it was a good time. Uh, had dinner at Lily Max. They have good food there, so I was pleased. I was happy. <laughs> uh, it was a pretty decent mic uh, for Wednesday night, and, uh, yeah, that's pretty much the only mic I've done within the past week, uh, kind of taking a break, um, working on some writing and stuff like that. So um, that is all for the comedy in the past week but uh like i mentioned before and i'll mention again uh we do have another upcoming show at morgan hill uh next week uh march 7th at 88 keys cafe headliner sandy steck uh with mean dave eric summers tyler hines and uh rebecca arthur it's going to be another great show in morgan hill at 88 keys cafe uh so that'll be a lot of fun and i'm looking forward to that one and uh yeah, um, I wanted to talk a bit about uh, separating comedy and work. Um, it's uh, it's uh, I don't know. It seems like it would be fairly easy to grasp. Um, I think a lot of comedians do it. Um, they don't like to promote their shows at their day job, depending on what the day job is. Um, I've been asked by uh, my employer a few times if I ever wanted to do like stand up for one of the meetings or something like that. And I've always said no. Um, I just feel like um, it's not something that belongs there. I'm not saying I can't be funny at work. Um, I do throw around one-liners now and then, but I don't work on my material at work or anything. Um, uh, I'll have employees ask me in other departments, like, hey, Wes, you want to test out your new material on us? And I'm like, no, I don't, because it's not the same. It's not the same. You talk to someone at work in a conversation um it's a different atmosphere different setting uh it's it's not the same as doing an actual show uh delivery is going to be different um making a joke different and uh i just don't like uh running ideas like that by my coworkers. um now with me unlike some other comedians my obviously my coworkers know i do comedy there's a lot of uh comedians who don't even tell their coworkers that they do comedy. Now, a reason um, that my coworkers know this is because when I got hired, um, they actually wanted to uh, have me work uh, a night shift uh, closing, and I said no, I can't. 
if I do that, I can't do it all the time. I can only do maybe once or twice a week. This is when I first started. And I told him it's because I do stand-up comedy at night and I needed the nights free. And so it's with that reason that uh, my coworkers first learned about my comedy shows. So I do tell coworkers now and then, hey, I'm going to be uh, doing a show here somewhere, wherever. And uh, if you want to come out and check it out, um, you can. Uh, but I'm not going to give you anything for free while you're here at work. So if you want to see my jokes, you have to actually come to the show. And that's how I basically lay it out at work. Um, I don't uh, do the shows at work. Now, maybe one day when I leave my company, uh, which I've actually been at now for 12 years uh, this March, uh, mark 12 years with this company, uh, maybe one day if I ever leave the company, um, maybe then, maybe then I'll do a show for them and be like, all right, this is my peace out show. I'm going to talk shit about all you guys. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so, uh, I think it's important, uh, for most people, uh, that do comedy not to, don't, don't give your coworkers free stuff. Don't give them, don't give them, I don't know. You're not going to be at your best is what I'm saying. If you're, if you're just talking to, I mean, you might come up with material talking to your coworkers and that's great, but. Uh, I want to work out new material on your coworkers just in conversation. I want to do that. Just do it at a mic. Do it. Do it in an atmosphere where where the jokes belong. Don't just uh, run it by a coworker and then decide whether or not your joke is good or not. They don't know. I mean, you can't judge it off base based off one or two people's reactions. So do it in a do it in a setting that uh, is more appropriate. That's what I. That's what I would suggest. Um. So, yeah. Uh, with that being said, uh, other comedy stuff. Um, you know, there's not really that much right now. I <laughs> I don't have uh, many shows lined up this week, or I don't have any lined up this week as of now. Uh, I might hit a few mics, but we'll see. Uh, I'm working on some writing. Uh, did a writing group uh, a few weeks ago, and uh, I've never done a writing group. I don't know if I talked about this in an earlier podcast or not, but if I did, so what? Uh, but I've never like actually sat down with other comedians and did writing before. Um, but uh, it was actually pretty fun. Uh, it was myself and uh, five five other comedians, I think. Uh, yeah, five other guys, and uh, we uh, sat around a table and just like pitched premises, and uh, we just fed off of each other. It was actually a pretty cool workshop. Uh, so hopefully we'll get another one of those going again soon and uh, start working on some uh, comedy together and writing some jokes and uh, coming up with some more stuff. Um, but yeah, and then uh, in the meantime, I'm trying to contact some bookers and no one's replying to me. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I do have, I mean, I have plenty of other stuff I could talk about, like personal-wise and all that shit right now, but, um, and there's some funny stories in here, but I don't know who listens to this podcast, so I'm not gonna start naming names of people in my life and all this and pointing pointing the finger at people um, and laughing at them. That's not right. I'm not gonna do that. I'll do that when I'm on stage and I can see who's in the audience. I can't do that on the internet when I don't know who's listening. (laughs) Um... But yeah, so, uh, all right, that's going to conclude this episode. So uh, thank you all very much for listening. 
Um, and uh, remember, J.D. Martinez, he signed with the Red Sox, not the Angels. Again, my apologies for that mistake on the last episode. Uh, everybody have a good week, and I'll catch you on the next episode of The Joke Strap. Bye.